And good afternoon to you. Mike Douglas here on the Mike Douglas Show, live and local. Your concierge for conversation Monday through Friday on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. It's our time together for rational and reasonable conversations about the significant issues of the day that personally affect you and me here in the Central Valley of California. We're 11 months now into a pandemic public policy roller coaster that we thought might only last 15 days or so to flatten out the curve back in March of 2020. The policy decisions by the Governor Newsom administration have, whether unintentionally or not, created an atmosphere of angst throughout the state as a result of lockdowns, curfews, and complex and perhaps unsurmountable blueprints for a safer economy that have seen businesses close, jobs lost, school kids pining away in distanced connection with teachers and their peers, and a growing sense of overall dismay over the proposition that whatever was normal shall never be normal again. Add to all that, in many counties, there's growing frustration with the lack of timely communication coming from Sacramento, creating a huge challenge in terms of county officials lacking reasonable time to react to ever-changing policy decisions that sometimes make some of us feel like we're yo-yos at the end of the string held by Sacramento. Angst, frustration, fear, despair... Depression, anger, hopelessness, all those feelings have been brewing for over 11 months. So how do we personally cope with all of that? And how do we deal with family under our own roofs that are going through the same emotions? Well, to help answer that, we turn to one of our psychologists in residence, Dr. Jim Henman in Modesto. So, Jim, how do we start to cope with all of this? Well, I think... Probably one of the biggest things, Mike, is our expectation tends to be things should run smooth. Things should be predictable. Things should seem reasonable. And this pandemic doesn't meet any of those criteria. Mm. You don't know if you're even giving it to someone. You don't know if the other person's safe. You don't know if, if the vaccine is going to cover the new strains that come out. There's so many unpredictable unknowns, and we tend to feel very, here's a technical term, discombobulated. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a theological term, too, possibly. It, it, it certainly should be. It certainly <laughs> should be. And when we feel that way, when we, when we feel unstable and uncertain, because it's accurate that it's uncertain, what we're feeling is not pathological, but we tend, and I, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I've said this uh, to clients during this, this last year, it is absolutely normal to feel kind of crazy in a crazy situation. But when we feel like we're crazy, then we've talked before about second order feelings, feelings about feelings. Then we start to really get upset about feeling a little crazy. It's, and yet it's, it's in the so, situation. 
so it's dealing with reality, just just recognizing reality for what it is and recognizing mm-hmm. that's it, right? Well, God, I, I'm, I think we, in a, one of our earlier conversations, God is a God of accuracy, truth, and grace. Accuracy. God is capital A, accurate. Capital T, truth, and capital G, grace. I mean, he is perfect in all three. We can't be perfect in any of them. But we can let ourselves realize that we can do what we can do. The prayer of serenity. God, grant me the serenity to change what I can change and the freedom to release what I can't. And where we tend to suck is at recognizing the difference, Mike. And I would imagine, uh, not not that you and I would ever have these tendencies, but if if, if we like to, if we like, <laughs> if we like, at least on my, if we like to be in control of things, uh, th- this is this is a difficult season, isn't it? It's impossible, literally impossible, to be in control, anyway. But it's particularly impossible to be in control in a situation that is fluid that is changing, that the rules change, uh, uh, we're being constricted from things we normally do for relaxation and refueling. It's like we run around on close to empty. And I think one of the uh, pressure points, too, and 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 you, you just brought this to my mind, Jim, one of the pressure points is the rules are changing. the 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 goal line shifts all the time. Yeah, uh, you know, mm-hmm. at, w- one moment we're allowed to do this, and then an edict comes down from Sacramento. Nope, yep, you're back to, you know, the purple penalty box now, and and you can't do this. <laughs> it, it's hard to mm-hmm. know, and and so I guess in terms of, uh, you know, we like some sense of security and knowing what tomorrow is going to be like. We we can't know that now, can we? Not 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 with complete accuracy. Uh, Sonia tends to watch our grandkids, uh, uh, particularly uh, our younger, the youngest one, Dominic. Um, he's in first grade, and uh, sometimes he can be at school, and sometimes he can't. I mean, it. it <laughs> you know, you don't always know, and and it changes, and it's hard for parents, particularly single single moms oh my gosh if anyone should build a statue it's to single moms going through this because they depend on school to be taking care of their kids while they're working and they don't know if the kid's going to be distant learning or in the classroom it's it's very hard so everyone's kind of irritable Kind of, it's like everyone's got a little bit of um, uh, poison ivy, you know, a little itch, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and you're feeling irritated. What we don't realize, we sound as irritated to the people we're talking to as they sound to us. <laughs> so if we can have some grace that, you know, because we can so easily feel offended. We're great at feeling offended. We just came out of a year of maximum offendedness in all the political arena. And 
I want you to be able to accept the fact that if I'm coming across kind of irritable or, or harsh, please let me know because I don't necessarily realize it. I can realize that you are, but I can't necessarily realize that I am. And I so think, if we can cut ourselves some slack. And I, I think one of the um, ways to reduce that is not not to spend so much time on social media and definitely not to read all the comments. Uh, it, it, it's, oh, Mike, you're don't so you think? Right. Talking about inflame. Oh, it's like you know, using the point of poison ivy. It's like when you're doing that, it's like you're rolling in poison ivy <laughs> because it inflames the things that mark that that get on there that get the likes are the inflammatory statements usually, not the calming, reassuring this too will pass kind of messages. Well, Jim, you've, you've brought up two great points and they're points that, uh, I've, I've revisited with people for a long time, especially ever Mm -hmm. since I've known you. (laughs) And and that is, you That is a long time. (laughs) It is. It's a long time now. We can choose not to be offended. Correct. That's not a popular thing well but... actually if, if i could if i could oh that's too good to pass up <laughs> i know what you mean by that but remember we talked before about the, the power of the not model not i'm not going to think of this i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do this i'm not going to feel this and it's like don't think of purple mm-hmm. the harder you try not to be offended the more likely you are to be offended but I know what you mean, Yeah. but it's the power of words. What you're really saying is, Lord, give me the grace to accept that this other person is fallible, just like me, and I'm going to give them the grace that I would hope they could give to me. Then it's putting it in the direction, because grace is not easily offended. And and grace, I found, is is not a natural response. It is really a a supernatural response, isn't it? It is literally a supernatural response because the knowledge of good and evil that came with the fall, there is no grace. There's no grace Mm. in the knowledge of good and evil. It's, it's, it's like, uh, uh, there's none. And so, yeah, with, 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 with that, only our new nature can be bringing God's grace into us and through us out to others. So, Jim, let's, uh, let's bring this uh, down uh, to sure. the neighborhoods and the houses in the neighborhoods mm-hmm. and the families mm-hmm. in the houses in the neighborhoods. Uh, now I'm blessed yep. with a very even keel, even-tempered wife. You know my wife, and mm-hmm. She's, mm-hmm. she's just r- really even, and I'm blessed with that. And I, I, I don't, you know, I don't take her for granted whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not always the situation. So let's say, you know, we're under sure. the same roof. We're now uh, 10 to 11 months in into these mm-hmm. lockdowns. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, let's say uh, we're we're a young family, a young man, a young woman, husband, wife, and and maybe mm-hmm. one or two kids mm-hmm. that are school aged, and mm-hmm. we're trying to be mm-hmm. teachers and work our jobs and keep the mm-hmm. kids uh, motivated, and the kids are going stark raving mad. They want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. How do we? Mm-hmm. Uh, what What are some of the things we can do under the same roof uh, to? show that grace and maybe infect other people around us with it? Ah, probably one of the single biggest ones is lovingly protecting others from bruising you. Hmm. People often bruise each other without intending to or even knowing they are. And when we feel bruised, we tend to react as if it's intentional. So if for example, um, uh, you know, let's say we're fortunate enough to have, you know, a, a, a two adult family. Um, setting aside time to, to to figure out, okay, how are we going to do this as a team? Because often, particularly, say if 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 both of them, man and woman, are working outside the home. When a lot of men, when they come home, they're off work. Mm-hmm. When the yeah. when the wife comes home, she's just started her second shift. Right. Absolutely. And 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 what's ironic when a when a man allows himself to be an active participant in that parenting and in the you know the food preparation and the the cleaning. And, and helping to motivate the kids to pick up after themselves. Um, and they're not going to do it perfectly, but encouraging in small steps and nurturing tiny steps forward, that's a blessing to the man because then he's actually experiencing his family. And I think part of the benefit of that, uh, Dr. Jim Henman, is that uh, the children pick up on that. They, uh, they, 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 they are catching uh, not so much what is talked, but what is walked out. Exactly. If, you know, and I'm not picking on men, and there's, there's wonderful men out there, wonderful husbands. I mean, they're a blessing. Um, but, but some men are, are kind of from the old school that, you know, a man's job is to, to bring home the bacon and when he's and then do the yard, and other than that, uh, he's off. And during the pandemic, particularly, there's so much to be done to help guide and support each other. Uh, you know, talking to the kids about their frustrations instead of telling them to knock it off, but helping them learn to put it into words. Mm-hmm. And you know, what are something that we can do? You know, we tend to get locked in what we can't do, and we start to resent that. And the resentment builds into irritability. The irritability then hits the other people in the family without us even realizing it a lot of times. So if, like with Sonia and I, if, if, if she's getting kind of caught up in, in feeling overwhelmed, I'm going to say, hey, hun, let's take a break here. Let's, let's, 
let's just take a break and, and, and catch up with ourselves. If it's me, she'll do that with me. I'm not always aware that I'm getting, you know, spiraled up. She can say, Hey, you know, you sound real stressed, Jim. Uh, what, what, what's going on? What, what are you noticing? Gosh, I hadn't noticed, but yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, and that itself, Mike, helps. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it makes it, it makes sense that we're stressed, but it's not bad. It's just life. We expect life to be easy and fun, and the truth is, life is life. And the pandemic has been a slice of very challenging life for the kids. They're social. So much of their learning is social, particularly in the early years and up through high school, too. It's a different kind of social (laughs) in high school. But um, and when that's not happening, those kids are feeling like they've lost their left arm. Mm -hmm. There's no life. There's no life. Right. What's there to live for? I'm just I'm just stuck here. Well, since you're going to be here, what would you like to do that you can do? Really hear that, Mike. If we can't do what we naturally want to do, doesn't mean we can't do anything. It means we can't do that thing that we want to do. By feeling good about noticing that and realizing, no, I really can't do that. What can I do instead to nurture me or to nurture my partner or to be supportive of my kids? And that really uh, comes back to the old saw, doesn't it, Uh, that uh, necessity is the mother of invention? Uh, finding new yes. ways, right, to to, mm-hmm. to cope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Jim Henman, you know, God's time is eternal, but uh, not so with talk radio. Uh, any, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> any last uh, a la- any last nugget or a last nugget of wisdom before we uh, let you go yeah, today? Probably the, the biggest thing is to stay in the present. When we get in the time machine, and start feeling this uncomfortable feeling of today in the time machine, it can go on and it builds into a major storm. If we stay in the present and nurture ourselves through step-by-step and nurture each other through step-by-step, we all come out the best possible. Dr. Jim Hinman, thanks for dropping by the Mike Douglas Show. Friends, we're in a situation we don't want to be in. And it's mostly out of our control in terms of the often changing public policy restrictions aimed at whatever the ultimate goal is of dealing with COVID-19. There's some wisdom, as Dr. Henman observed, in noticing how we react to freedoms being taken away and jobs and futures and lifetime endeavors being figuratively blown up. We're used to freedoms that we don't enjoy anymore, and for the most part, we're powerless to change our station in life at the moment. Dr. Henman talked about the importance of secondary feelings. That's noticing how we feel and being okay with feeling crappy about it. That's a theological term, by the way, feeling crappy about it. Our current feelings and frustrations are natural. Our world has been changed, and our abilities to live life as we have in the past are now compromised. 
At the core of surviving what may last for a lot longer than we would like is acknowledging what's happening at the moment and looking at our present situation with clear lenses, not through the filters of what used to be or what might be. We start with the present. Give ourselves some slack. Give ourselves some grace for being real about our reactions to all that frustrate us. And then extending grace to ourselves and those around us, understanding that their emotions are as raw as ours. In battle, this is called situational awareness, acknowledging what's true, not what we just like to be true. Accuracy is important. Dr. Hinman stressed that. When we stop to see things clearly and think for ourselves, and I mean not letting the mass media nor the government think for us, we begin to gain traction and rational plans for the next steps can begin. My final thought, there are a lot of people who are stuck now in despair and they're emotionally and mentally giving up. That's not a criticism, by the way. It's just where many of our fellow citizens live at the moment. But let me remind me, and perhaps it might help you, it's the mental game that helps win the game itself. It's the mental discipline that says no matter the height of the mountain to be climbed, putting one confident step in front of another will get us to the summit and beyond. We react the way we train, and right now we're training ourselves on how to deal with forces way beyond our control. But we can control ourselves, and we can focus on overcoming, not just surviving. And for those of us who are people of faith, it's a reminder that God is always working amidst the tempest storm. So let's continue to see things as they are, be truthful about it, and then steel ourselves for the marathon ahead, just to take one more confident step forward, followed by another and yet another. Onward, my friends, be strong and courageous. I'm Mike Douglas. Thanks for joining us on the Mike Douglas Show with Dr. Jim Henman here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.